like I said previously, I really enjoyed Justice League. It was a lot of fun. With the runtime under two hours, it was, you know, it was rushed, but maybe that was for the better. Um, long, drawn-out scenes never worked for me, and so it was good. I liked it. But, of course, we know that it didn't make a lot of money in its first weekend. Under $100 million, and people are like, well, that's a lot of money. Well, it's a, it's a ton of money, but the money they put into this movie is three times or four times as much as that opening weekend and I mean people were hoping for like a 140 million dollar opening and it just didn't work out and I think it's just based on the people are burned by Batman v Superman and Man of Steel people are always talking right now are talking about a lot of the comments of oh we didn't ruin this film um we want the Zack Snyder cut and but the Zack Snyder cut was that going to be any better I mean I didn't like Batman v Superman because to me Zack Snyder's not a very good storyteller. He's great at cinematic shots. That's where he shines. But he's not a great storyteller. And for me, he failed Batman v Superman. He, Man of Steel, he did some great things, but then he did some awful things that just bothered me as a Superman fan. When you're a fan of something, you know that each interpretation is going to change. I mean, I was a fan of Lois and Clark, the new Avengers Superman. I liked it. You know why? Because it showed you what it was. It didn't pretend to be something else or give you an impression that it's going to be something else, okay? So when Man of Steel came out for me, you know, I went to the theaters, of course. I was in awe of the beautiful, cinematic, amazing shots that were done in that movie. But there's a lot of things that they changed. For, they just changed for their storyline to make themselves, to make what they want to do look right. And to me, that makes no sense. Killing Jonathan Kent in that way in Man of Steel was stupid to me. It was It set the tone for what they wanted to tell. And to me, it was just a lazy way to go. Um, and why even go that way? It just like, so does everything have to be like Clark's fault? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's his, like he has to get over now that? Why? Um, so, to me that didn't make any sense. And I think people were burned by the films, like I said, and that's why the turnout wasn't great. And, you know, the whole CGI mustache thing was $35 million to get rid of that mustache. And it couldn't make it any better. <laughs> I don't know why, looking back, I would have been like, okay, we can't shave the mustache. Um, he's doing another movie, and they need the mustache, and it's they don't want to put a fake one on. I would have just went with him having a full fucking mustache and beard in the film. And just like him waking up from everything, like his hair still growing... But then, of course, that would look weird because he's supposed to be dead. But is he really dead? Because um, when they pull his body out, it's not, he's not even decomposing. Yeah, I, I think this is supposed to be like a year later. I'm not sure of the time frame. Maybe it's a year later of the death of the Superman. Um, is it? Uh, I, don't, I can't remember how, many time, how much time has passed from Batman v Superman to Justice League. Um, so I don't know. I have to look that up. But anyways, they could have gave him full beard. And of course, oh, that's not Superman. He's, who cares? Let's just do the movie because we have this stupid thing where he has to keep a mustache. So let's just add on to it. Taking away things, something like that with digitally, $35 million. You could have gave him a fake beard and, and like a fake mustache to make everything match on his face for like not even less than 1% of that cost. It was, it's just so funny how to end it like this, you know? 
Um, you can definitely see the scenes, especially when the movie opens. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, um, it opens with like a cell phone clip of a kid taking up Superman, talking to him, and it's so obvious right there. I wish they wouldn't have started the movie with that looking at his mustache thing. I think they should have just like let it just happen gradually. I enjoyed the movie, like I said. Um, the money was disappointing for the studio, and the studio wants to make money. They don't care about us fans, about making things perfect for you. They want money. Any, I mean, merchandise is hopefully makes up for it, but you know, I, you know, even the in the last scene, you can, t I can, st I can tell what a couple scenes where Josh Whedon added his touch, and it actually enhanced the movie. You think Zack Snyder was going to do that run at the end with the Flash and Superman? No. Zack Snyder has this interpretation of Superman as being so moody and dark, which doesn't make any sense, obviously. I mean, that's not the character. We already have a character like that called Batman. So why are we making everyone the same? Batman's already brooding and all that crap. Superman's different. He was raised on the farm with these two amazing parents, went to a small school, and he's in this big city now, and he's just, you know what I mean? So, But that's the tone he set for Man of Steel. So he's being consistent with his character and how he wants to interpret Superman. The problem is, is when a studio gets involved and is changing his interpretation, I'd rather it just play out in his interpretation, even though I don't like his interpretation. You know what I mean? People are pretending like, oh, this was his plan all along. You don't know that. You don't know how eventually, of course, Superman wasn't going to be so brooding, but you didn't know how it was he truly wanted to be. You can go to all those um, trailers where those scenes are not in the movie, or you can go to the, the deleted scenes, that, I think the hour that was cut from the movie. You don't know what he ultimately wanted to do. I had a feeling that it was going to be the Black Suit Superman coming back and not really being the light. He's just there to help them, you know, regrudgently, if that's even a word. And, you know, even with that fight scene next to his, like, statue that was, like, broken down, um, it just, like, it, to me, it was I liked it, because especially him looking at the Flash, was freaking, it was awesome. Everyone loved that part. I mean, it was just like, okay, that's awesome. Um, but also them calling him by his name in front of police officers is like, and then Aquaman calling Bruce Wayne Batman in front of people by the sea. It's just funny how they're just loose lip sink ship kind of thing. Like, who cares, right? But, no, I enjoyed the movie. It technically bombed at the box office, but I don't really care. There's a lot of movies that bombed at the box office that I really like. So, does that really matter, ultimately? It ultimately matters to see if we get more movies. We will get more movies, but then you got to factor in. They might cut certain people to be in it because they can't afford it. Like, you cut Cyborg out of the next uh, movie, you save a lot of money on, obviously, making him the way he looks. You know what I mean? Like, Flashpoint, no Cyborg would save them a lot of money. Uh, you gotta add the reverse Flash, you have to add, so you don't want them cutting corners like they did, because the, the two-hour runtime, people are saying it's because they want it to be able to be available in more theaters more times, because if it's under two hours, then you can get more slots in. And that's a horrible way to do business. To to me, it's a horrible way, because that just doesn't, doesn't help. Yeah, you may get more screenings, doesn't mean people are going to go see it. You know? And it's just like, to me, they rebooted way too soon after The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight trilogy ended, and then they're setting on this new Batman already. It's like, wow, can can we all just exhale from 
what Nolan did in Bell and freaking Ledger, uh, Chris, uh, Tom Hardy. I mean, God, I mean, you can't get any better than that. And there hasn't been anything any better than that. The greatest superhero movie of all time to me is The Dark Knight. Still, even though I really enjoy the Marvel films, they're fun, they're great. But they'll never be so real as The Dark Knight and how Nolan brought that universe into reality. This wasn't some costume uh, like um, like Batman and Robin, like goofy a cartoon brought to life. You know what I mean? This was actually based in real life where there's no superheroes. There's no super strength. There's just man finding other men. And it was just, it was amazing. And I, I it was probably the best. I mean, the movie, like, to me, when I was watching it, it kept stopping. Not stopping, but it felt like it was going to end. But it kept going. And it just like, oh, my God, it kept going. It had all these different endings, but it kept going. And I never experienced that in the movie before. To me, The Dark Knight is just, it's just, you know, maybe we're spoiled by that, and they go and do Batman v Superman, where Batman is 20 years in Gotham, and um, we're supposed to buy into, I guess we miss all the good parts. Uh, he's the Penguin, he already messed with the Penguin, the Joker's over, um, Robin's dead, and it's like, we get the last tell in his his run, and like, I don't know how they thought that was a good idea, like an old Batman uh, how that would play out over the years, though, because movies don't these movies don't get cranked out every year. It's every couple years. So what are you going to do in a couple years when the guy's 60? It's going to really look ridiculous. You ever seen an old wrestler? Same thing. All right, that's my rant, Anchor. Um, talk to you in the next one.